Hey, you're about to listen to Trek Off, but before you do, I wanted to let you know that there is another podcast called Totally Super, where we review every superhero movie ever made. It's me and my buddy Arthur. We go through the Batman movies, the X-Men movies, the Avengers movies, movies like The Crow and Dr. Horrible and more. So please, while you're listening to this, hop over to wherever you subscribe to podcasts and subscribe to Totally Super. Okay, here's Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. And today, today, we've been waiting for this, guys. Um, uh, spoilers. Just spoilers on Star Trek Discovery Season 3. Because uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the season. You've had time we're to binge talk- it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about it, uh, the season in general and the season finale and just sort of what it does, whether or not we like it, whether or not it's the direction we want it to go and where we think it will go next. Uh, you just finished last night, right? Uh, I did. Yes. Uh, but where we had left off, I feel like we kind I of I think had we're like four episodes in. Yeah, we weren't. Um, we hadn't gotten something that for me was a big deal. And I'm, I want to be as... Uh, uh, is understanding and uh, gentle about this. Like I, I hope um, I don't offend anyone, or like this is genuinely coming place of uh, this is how I feel. But I'm not a, a member of the of community, so oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah. So one of the things I remember you and I both talking about, uh, loving about Discovery in particular, what uh, is is Stamets and Hughes' relationship is yeah. they're they're gay. We don't talk about it. It's not even a thing. Like the, it is, and it's exactly as and that's exactly as i think it is it should it should be and should have always been you know what i mean like that is a very star trek thing to do i mean he just at the end of the you know 60s uh he he just put a black woman on the bridge we didn't talk about it it wasn't like a thing like oh my goodness she's the first you know person of color on the bridge like you know we had an asian guy on the bridge like again it wasn't talked about it was just it was just there we went at the height of the cold war in a lot of ways and and war in general you know we we had a russian guy on the bridge and again yeah the 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 idea being that the fir- that that it may have she may she may have been the first black woman to be on the bridge that we saw but, the, but that the was idea common was place there are there are black female captains out there there are black yeah. female engineers out there it's been so long since anybody has made an issue of that that it's we don't even not talk even about it's about not, it's not even worthy it's, of discussion discussion it just is and that was what that's what i loved so much about like i mean like you and i have said i think arguably you know it is their love story is the love story like i know that michael has a love story too but it definitely takes back seat to stamets and hugh in my yeah, opinion i'll give you that like theirs is like the epic love story of the the show and i love that it's that it's not talked about there's no there's no weirdness there's no it, it's just completely and utterly as an ever as every day as it should be right which is as every day as the you know having people of color everywhere on a starship in the 60s that was the idea it was to be yeah. like look this is okay, we're so the do you, future do you feel that they do, do you so feel that they what i what i'm very so what i yeah what i liked i loved the introduction of a trans character i thought great this makes perfect sense uh it's right in line with what they've been doing and I thought the way that they had it, where they uh, also added in this trill aspect, um, which I know you must have loved because it harkens back to um, a whole series of trill specific episodes on DS9, where you find 
out. Uh, spoiler alert if you're not familiar enough with the Trill and you haven't watched DS9, because this is actually a pretty big spoiler alert. They make a big deal in general, remember, with Trill that like you have to be uh, patable. You have to be right. Not everyone right. can have a symbiote. And you find out in some pretty dicey and crazy episodes that eh, that's probably that's actually not true. Yeah, that, you but, just don't have one, enough. The, so yeah, you've got to do really something. Kind of, there is an episode I do kind of like where they're where they're like, hey, the whole rumor that you needed to be just right to have a trill. That's just something that we said so that people weren't mad that they didn't get to have one. Right. Yeah. And I thought like. I remember watching that episode was such a revelation like because that was the if I'm not mistaken we find that out and I think it was maybe even a two-parter when she's like basically got a serial killer in her or something yes you're much um, more of I think those are I think those are two separate episodes oh, okay. but I do think we had we had seen the pools so I'm curious how this relates back so, to Stamets so and okay well so I had liked I, I thought that part and it made me think of you I was like oh he's gonna love this this is so DS9 calling um, with the whole Trill thing and the fact that the, the this human being has a symbiote. Like, shit was dire and, you know, Adira is the name of the character. Adira's um, partner, Gray, was the Trill and he was dying and didn't want the symbiote to die. Like, there was no saving them both and begged for the saving of the symbiote. So, Adira was like, ah, I'll give it a go. <laughs> you know, what are you gonna do? The love of your life, from your perspective, is like, please yeah, save this of part of myself. You're gonna say yes, of course you are. And so, now you've got this and and Adira is struggling because of not knowing not being a you know, being a human and Trill joining there's weirdness um, but I guess it's not the first time like but they they treat Trill I feel like very differently on Next Gen so it's sort of which was a good episode arc at the time when on Next Gen when um, it was uh, wasn't it uh, Dr. Crusher fell in love yeah. with with uh, well, he was trill, carrying. It was Riker for a little while. Yeah, it was Riker was carrying the guy's trill for yeah. a bit. The, the symbiote. For so a I'm bit. really curious how this relates back to Hugh and Stamets. Okay, well, I'm, so I'm... hear me, hear me out. Okay, so we've got our first um, transgender Trans. character and transgender relationship. Mm. So I'm all for it. I'm like, sweet, cool. I'm enjoying it. And I think I recognize the uh, the person who plays Gray from the OA, which is such a great show. It was way, way, way ahead of its time. Uh, and unfortunately, only got two seasons on, on Netflix. Uh, but they were really great seasons, and I highly recommend watching them. Anyway, they finally get Adira the... You see a very different Trill. It's kind of cool to go back to Trill and see pools and to see them being like, you know, you've got some faction of them being like, this is a fucking abomination. We kill the human and take out the symbiote, you know, but then you've got the leader of the Trill being like, uh, that's not how we do. Okay. No. That being said, our shit's kind of fragile. We really can't help you. I'm sorry. Please try not to let the symbiont die, which is like kind of a hands-off approach, right? But there's one guy uh, who's listening, who tends the pools, who's more, more forward thinking and I feel like that's on purpose I feel like those two things are meant to mirror um, in some ways uh, acceptance of transgender sure. if you think about it right Symb symbolic and so we go we, we find out that the trauma of getting the, the symbiont from Grey and the death and that's what Adira has been suppressing the whole time and why I couldn't access any of the memories of the previous symbionts uh, hosts or anything yeah. like that so, so, I, so then and bring, they bring get it, back. Bring it around for me. I'm, I'm, so we get I'm, back. We get I'm back. I'm struggling to keep up. <laughs> okay. We get back. It's really great. Everything's cool. Now have a, a human with 
you know, human troll um, situation going on. And Stamets, uh, for whatever reason, kind of takes a shine to Adira. Maybe because Adira seems lost. Uh, Adira is also very adept at, like, uh, in the future that they're in, adept at uh, engineering and stuff like that, which is obviously Stamets' thing. Yeah. Also, and- also another, she's she's also sort of a, a blunt, socially awkward character, like Stamets, like Tilly. Yes. Um, yeah, sort of fits into the same mold and they can sort of see each other in each other is sort of the way I got it. Yeah, there's sort of feeling, there's a feeling of being lost and outside and other, right? So I loved that because Stamets so infrequently, I don't think we ever see Stamets really reach out for anyone but Hugh. So it's I really mean, I beautiful. Think, I feel like there's a different Stamets this season. I think this season Stamets is now the one who is reaching out, but all right. Well, so, that's what I'm so, saying. Yeah, I think that, that he is like reaching out for Adira, I think is great. I think it's good for his character arc. It shows him growing. Um, so you're with them so up to this point. I'm At with it up to this point and I'm all for it. And when they lose me is he's talking to Adira and says, is talking about her to someone else says her or she and the person leaves and she very quietly meekly almost is like they he's like i'm sorry what and she goes i uh, i prefer they them pronouns and he goes okay and all of this is fine to me what happens next is egregious i only ever told gray and the fact that it takes a while for them to say it all right so, so you're making a big me, deal so, about so it let, now let and, and like to, i said i i am obviously I think this is a, it's not, a topic worth talking about let me let me let me back i'm up not to transgender 100 percent so understand so i so i totally understand the issue is that it would be akin to someone turning around to uhura in an episode and going it's so nice that there's a black woman on the bridge like it's it's what that belies is the idea that it's still such a rarity and and so it's still strange enough to be cool that it's happening and the whole what was cool about uhura was that it wasn't cool that she was up there. It was just normal. Yes. And, and so, to like call I said, it out, it insinuates it, that it's insinuates that it's still weird. Yeah. Like the the fact that she that they were afraid to confide in anybody. Gray was the only person I've ever told, and it, it and it feels like a coming out moment. Um, and I hated it. That made me really upset. And I could be, you know, super woke on somebody else's behalf. I'm not trans. Uh, I do have trans. Uh, I do have trans friends, and obviously, I. But I haven't spoken to them at length about this. I, so I don't. I don't care. I. I, I don't want to be speaking like for trans people and saying, you know, I, maybe they thought it was great. Maybe they loved it. I don't know. Uh, or maybe. It's, but it, it. But it gave you pause. But it gave me pause because it felt like if it, if this was Star Trek, if they had done it the way that I think they should have done it, which is the way that they handled, you know, the first front and center. Game relationship on Star Trek it should have been a very simple conversation everything's fine everything's cool and then at some point when Adira is comfortable enough in her you know in their surroundings just the simple act of saying just because Stamets also there's like a pause that he like to take it in if you will so uh, to me how that scene should have just gone and it would have been great and then we've got the representation and it's as the future should be as near as I can see as the, the, the utopian future that I want um, that Star Trek makes me yearn for it would be as simple as he's referring to she and she's just, just like I I, uh, I actually identify by they them I've never really felt like a she okay and then they just call them them from 
that from then on. So if I it had just been that, that, that would have been. I perfect. see. I I understand what I understand what you're saying, and I sort of agree with it. I think the th- the things to keep in mind on this are one. I believe both of those actors are trans. I know. I they think, are. Right? No, they I, are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. I I think they. I think they are. And I think that if the issue is in the way that it was performed, because on I mean, the page, you, they would you could have feel- taken the same thing on the page. You could have taken the same thing on the page and you not made it such a moment. The question becomes, I understand where Stamets is in that in that situation. I have a friend who uh, came out as trans since I met them. And this friend- Me as well, yeah. Prior, prior to this was a very beautiful woman that I met, at least from my point of view. And- I have on occasion, because this is a friend who, and I've joked with this friend about this, who will sometimes go out dressed as a very beautiful woman, but also is a super hot dude when when choosing to do that. And then sometimes is is truly androgynous. And I've said, I'm so jealous of you. Not that I would necessarily want to dress up as a woman or be a woman. I know dress up is not a great term, and I'm and I'm trying to come up with a, a, a I know. It's like with both there. of so, us, it's like here we are. So, for, so, so forgive me for the term, but but I've, I've <laughs> joked. I, I've joked with this friend that it's not fair because I can't be super hot in either case, right. and you're you're just killing it. <laughs> On, right it's like it just seems it's unfair not, that you've just got it all on lock man it's it's not it's it's not fair that if you were out in appearing to be a woman that i'd be like oh look at her and if you were out and you appeared with me not meeting you to be a man i'd be like oh i'm never going to compete with that it's not fair that that has to happen with, with the same person because this person is, is incredibly attractive but um i That's did funny. say i did say at one point because this person again i met this person as a woman and this person had for the last like day or two been like posting a lot of like oh look at my you know pretty toenails and oh look at the oh and look at my weight loss wearing a sports bra and like so like that's sort of what this person had been posting and this person said something very sort of powerful and i wrote in something that i was writing how wonderful it is to see strong women like that and this person railed me um went like like got very very upset and i was like i was like whoa whoa whoa, whoa hold on hold, hold on i am so sorry i am so sorry it was not a microaggression it was not into i just honestly forgot yeah i just honestly forgot because my first impression of you is as a hot chick and the last few days the pictures i've seen of you also indicate hot chick and i'm so sorry i'm so sorry it, it was i i respect everything that you are yeah i think that, people that, like us are in a in a unique position in that i i, I want to believe more people are like us than not that, that that mean well but we're still but we still fuck up because we just we don't know enough to not fuck so up. i kind of want to give it to stamets because i wonder if in his his head he's going through right if you could hear his thoughts and he's just sort of going through every time that maybe he referenced adira as as her as she assumptions that he made that could have just been him going oh and then sort of like mentally logging no there was spot. something more to the to the performance yeah i, I yeah i am uh, w- um, th- let's call it let's call it what it is they wanted it to be a it, it felt moment. like it yeah it felt like it was meant to be a moment and i don't know know if the actor 
who is who is trans like i think i both uh both adira and gray are trans uh and uh gray was was trans on the ao as well uh so that's my first experience of that actor but i believe it's the same actor but um the and so i like not but they're not exactly you know stamets uh whatever so i i can't remember his real name but like uh anthony rapp sorry he's obviously got a lot more uh fame cachet if you will right so if i'm playing my character and i don't believe i've ever seen it i know i know that that actor has been in other stuff but uh i'd never see them in anything else and they may not have felt comfortable saying listen i don't think this is the best way to do it or maybe they did maybe they were really involved with it and here's me being upset on behalf of somebody uh else right and it's like i I don't do i have a right i want to make sure that we have on behalf of somebody else in that way you know what i mean i don't want to like that's what i'm saying i don't want to be um i'm trying to be sensitive i don't mean any i don't mean any ill i really don't i'm just no i think i'm trying to understand is it was it better to make it a moment or is what i wanted which was it for to be nothing just a simple because i gotta tell you when my friend who uh was transitioning i met uh as male and i mean i wasn't as close as it sounds like you were with your friend um but not unclose it's not like we didn't hang out we hung out we played games um like we got to know each other collecting like skylanders and amiibos and um and at the time he would bring uh his laptop and introduce me to rocket league which is one of his fuck great game i mean if you've never played soccer with cars you've never lived um but <laughs> uh the the during transition uh he said he was transitioning and and both daryl and i today you know what i'm saying like not even next gen not even not even the original series not even next gen not even Dessa, not even void not even way 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 past which is where they're supposed to be now so i think what we, we just said and i think okay cool um and have had i and there were t- a couple of times um that you know in our interactions after that uh when he would you know when she was still in transition and presented more male um that i would for, like you said i would just forget it wasn't meant and by the way i i i need to correct us real quick we have said trans for these actors and these characters and i think that they're it's more non-binary than trans it's not one trans transitioning to another um i'm oh, terrible with the with the terms yeah um, i i really i so have to admit I, again, to, to for, a lot of no, you know, the, of less our, 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 our intention is to say this because we do we do have a bunch of other stuff to get to in about 20 minutes um, so I want to kind of put this out there that Star Trek has always tried to be on the cusp of getting people to understand. And you and I are not the audience. You and I don't need to see that transition that you're hoping for. Who needs to see that transition you're hoping for? Star Trek has always tried to say, hey, we're mainstream. That's not what we're talking about. It's, you know, don't worry about it. It's, but, you know, let's watch your funny, your, your, your funny space explosions. And we're just kind of going to hand you this and, you know, you can handle it for a little bit. And I think that if you were to say that Star Trek's point with Uhura was to go to your general audience who would not be used to seeing this and get them used to seeing this, I think in this case, it's trying to say to your general audience, hey, this is a tough thing that your friends might be going through. And I think that they really had to walk a line because the next thing that happens is Stamus is like, okay. And then they just go from there. 
and it, I think it, it that, is, but I, but the idea yeah, that you, I hear, that I hear, I hear what you're saying. Still be I, under, struggling. I, understand, I understand. Okay. I understand what you're saying, you know? but I just feel like, I feel like the whole, the reason that the first, you know, one or the first or second, um, lesbian kiss was also on Deep Space Nine, also using a trill, but specifically using a trill in order to make it so that the audience who would normally be opposing it would be able well, to have sort of a gateway could, in. Yes. And, well, and, and to get because they're, they're the ones honest, who need to see it, right? You and I, you and I don't need to see that because you and I, we are already at the place that the show is trying to get its audience to. So yeah. maybe that's the moment you need for people who are, you know, not in the acting community and have not, do not keep the same sort of friends that you and I have, but like, you know, people out in South Dakota who's ne- who've never even met anybody who is gay, but they love Star Trek because they, you know, they've, uh, they grew up watching Star Trek. They're the audience and they need to be eased into it. And that's what that's specifically what Star Trek has always tried to do is go, hey, because Star Trek never presents it aggressively. Star Trek is always like, hey, I, I know that's what you think. And OK, go ahead. You think that. But you just might want to consider this over here for a second. And then <laughs> they do that episode after episode after episode. And after w- getting to know and love a character, then then you suddenly realize you it's just have a, a They're just a person like you. Right. Like, yeah, I think so, that's ultimately what they're going for. Even with the alien. With any, yeah, that, with that, any yeah, that was always the point. Life, they're they're always the point i feel like they're always trying to to make even when they're being aggressed like being attacked um sure there, well there's there's a lot of that i, I actually let's talk about aliens real quick because there's the other major yeah, thing we could talk for stuff. hours we could talk for hours about this but i have you know so just you, for, just you, for that that had, bothered me you had that's, you that's had awesome. you had your, your your moment to think about mine of course anybody who knows me and has listened to the show knows that the episode Unification Three is the episode that would reach out to me, of course, because of course. as I am, as I can, I I can't go four episodes without mentioning this because I was a Romulan professionally <laughs> for for Star Trek for three years. I I retain this statement. I still think that I have played a Romulan for more time, like more time in costume playing the character than anybody else in America. I would like to see anybody refute that because they didn't have a bunch of Romulans at the... Maybe... A couple of people at the Star Trek experience in Vegas, but they didn't really do Romulans there. So really? I, I, I would say I'm in the top 10 in the entire human race when it comes to playing Romulans. I think that's probably <laughs> true because people who showed up as Romulans, they like did it for a week. I did it for a total of 14 months. So, yeah. okay, here we go. The thing well, and, it's, I en- and it also speaks to th- there's a linkage there that's beautiful. Um, that's a so great episode. The first thing, the, the the boldness of calling it Unification 3, I think is wonderful. The use of Spock, of old Spock in it, boy, did I cry. Oh, yeah, uh, boy, it, did I cry. I was like, you bastards. I know you're manipulating me with this, but it's working. <laughs> the thing that hit me about that is it's such a great addition when you consider Picard. Yeah, I was going to say, I knew it. I, like, super when, Romulan heavy. When they, not only was it he- like, so for, you've got unif- a unified. Vulcan and uh, Romulan population, but that after the burn, there's some tension, and that the idea of the uh, of the the rot the cool ass Romulan warrior nuns that take up lost causes from Picard when they were mentioned, I was like, oh, Justin just in his pants. Like I knew yeah. it. You well, know what I mean? It wasn't just like- that though. It wasn't just that. What got me about the episode and the episode, I wonder how it would play today. We're recording this on January 13th, 2021. And as everybody knows, uh, one week ago today, 
there was a uh, a little party at the Capitol of the United States, <laughs> just 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 like less than an hour from either one of us. Uh, you know, halls that we've walked before, a place that we see. You know, anytime you go to the Air and Space Museum, right, you park right there in front of the Capitol because that's the one place where people are always coming and going. And uh, on a on a Sunday, it's free parking there, so that's like where I always parked right in front of those steps. And so it, it, you and I have seen the Capitol hundreds of times in our life, right, in yep. person. And there was quite a a slam at the Capitol. So there was a time before all of this that it looked like, and I want to be careful what I say, because I don't want to paint anyone with too broad a brush, but at the same time, look, this was this was an insane and terrible thing that happened. What Unification yeah. 3 tries to say is, hey, we were different, we were brought back together, and then things got really dicey because of something it- outside of our control. Being yes. the burn, well, and or let's say it, I don't know COVID, and right, and the cracks. Now that showing. now that things were dicey, it made me think a lot of that monologue from Quark to Garrick about about root beer and about humans, where he says, and I'm paraphrasing, humans are Quark says humans are wonderful, lovely, incredible people, but take away their creature comforts, take away the things that make them make them comfortable and happy and feel safe, and they will be as bloodthirsty as any Klingon is yep. what is said. And so you bring that idea forward to the Vulcans and the Romulans who are like, hey, we're going to be cool with each other now. We're going to be like kind of all one idea. It's sort of the naive concept that we had in um, when in the 80s when you and I were in school. They talked a lot about America being a melting pot. They're like, we're a melting pot. Yeah, that I thought it was so cool, right? Pot. And that was wrong and bad. And we didn't know it at the time because a melting pot says, hey, we all come in different, but then we all become the... The same and that's kind of what happened i feel like that's there in that 80s idea of melting pot there in unification three where there are some differences but you just try and look past them and now i hope that we are and what we're feeling is the the, the horrible stuff we're seeing i'm hoping is just like the labor pains of us finally no longer pretending to be a melting pot and instead getting to a point. Uh, and look, I, I'll, I'll call this out. There were aspects of the Black Lives Matter protests that bothered me, aspects of them that scared me, aspects of them that that I was like, ah, why? Oh, can we do this with a little less fire? Um, I, yeah. There are things that I didn't like, th- that I didn't understand. And I don't know if I ever will understand. But again, I, I, I lack the context, the personal context to understand. But one thing that got me about it is that there was a there was a real blending of people. I saw people of every age, race, creed. You know, it was not just black people who were marching. It was black people, white people, Asian people. You know, L- L- LGBTQ people joining together and unifying together in a way to sort of say, "Hey, isn't it sort of time to not say we- that we should all be the same, but to say that we should all be treated the same?" Yeah, and to accept, and that's what I think. That, yeah, I think, like I said, that's to what accept I accept and that- celebrate that we're different we are not yes. a split like, I think that is what we are a ratatouille we are a ratatouille of of a whole yeah. bunch of different stuff yeah and that and, and is what that is cool awesome. because you'll have the ability yeah. then to experience like what's really interesting is mr a and i were talking about this not that long ago um because we were talking about 
how like when we were kids, you know how now it's pretty much standard uh, because you're trying to keep the value of your home uh, to take your shoes off when you go to some town. That, yes. um, so apparently like it was, I was reading some BuzzFeed list or something, I think. Um, and it was, you know, things that Americans do that non-Americans are like, what? And I think primarily British gay people. They were like, do they really take, do they really not take their shoes off when they go inside the house? Um, in someone's house. And I was like, didn't used to. Uh, and I remember when the shift happened and I remember it being largely around the, 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 the real estate market and there being, you know, around when it was starting to bubble up and get really big and everybody was like getting, you know, their floors redone and, and it was like, well, don't fuck up the floors. We don't want to ruin the value of the house, yada, yada. And so that started to be when you were taking your shoes off. But Mr. A was telling me that that was not necessarily, like that was part of their journey, but also um, his older uh, brother had uh, uh, an Asian friend and whenever they would go, they they knew from a young age that taking your shoes off or entering a home was an Asian custom. And I don't know that, I mean, I, I don't think a lot of young Americans knew that. Like, I was like, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't have any Asian friends in my neighborhood. Like, I didn't have any Asian kids in my neighborhood. I didn't have any Asian friends um, until, like, high school, I believe. If I, I, my, I'm very bad about remembering my, like, young, young days. Yeah. Um, well, I think but I was like, how the... cool is that, though, that you had that? I was like, that's so, that is what America occurs to me as. Like, that you yeah, get that to we have. Take the best, we take the best parts of each other's cultures and we incorporate that into our own. And by doing that, we are constantly raising the bar and making ourselves better. It is the it is the recognition of the great parts of every culture that if we can just adopt and make better, then hopefully we get we we get better. And I think that unification, you know, the place that, that she brings them to for them and for her, I think it's sort of beautiful and speaks to Star Trek. Now we don't have a ton Definitely, of time and, we, and especially we, the way she the way she resolves it by recognizing that her desire for for knowledge is not as important as the social fabric of planet. I think that moment when she goes i withdraw is so powerful and yeah, that it is, i think that, that, it, that it is what leads to them getting the information i think is so cool and the, whoever the woman is that plays the uh the leader of i guess what's the name of the planet now because it's not vulcan now it's navar yeah navar yeah um she's awesome she's she does an incredible job and her conversations with saru are are some of the best a lot of incredible um, women on this show i want to say i oh, noticed God, something yeah. about discovery there is not in th- that i've seen a single cis white male on the ship you start with with next true. gen who well i mean i mean um, i'm sure there is one on the ship but in terms of the characters that you met they're they're but, female well, I mean, people of color lgbtq they uh and here's here's what's great about it and i wish we were talking I mean, I, about i wish we were talking about the mandalorian as well because they, they do this well there too in that you don't even think about it it doesn't even occur to you and if you go back to you know the worst oh it definitely the, doesn't occur to me i agree with that the like, worst one of the worst it. elements the, the worst sexism that I remember on Star Trek Next Generation, I'm sure there are worse ones, but the worst one I remember is There's in the Robin Hood episode. The the Robin Hood yes. episode when when everybody's fighting with swords and they let like Troy and the Troy and Crusher hit a couple of guys with pots and they go hee hee and run away. Yeah, and like- and that always super bothered me. And we go to yeah. th- this show and I go, oh my gosh, if I really think about it, everyone on the show is 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 a person of color or Asian or or alien or lgbtq or and it's i'm not it's not mentioned or talked about it's i'm not threatened by it it's not it's and and i don't think that even if it were if i were the kind of person who would be threatened by it i don't think i i would be i think that the show is just makes it 
such a non-issue. And we just watch. You still have not watched Avengers Endgame, have you? Can I spoil a moment in it? Yeah. It's not a plot point, but it's a moment. There is a moment that is, at the time was celebrated that for about probably six or seven seconds during the big major battle at the end, um, all of the female characters end up in the same frame at the same time for about eleven seconds. They strike an awesome like splash page pose that you would see like in a like in a comic book before they all yeah. go off and kick and kick all sorts of butts. Um, and it's a cool moment. It's a cool enough moment. And I'm I'm not sad that they did it, and I know why they did it. And they were like, hey, we need to we need to say how strong like look how awesome our female characters are. And I and I'm not slamming them for doing that. I think their intentions were good, and I think they were probably a bunch of little girls, especially watching that going look and i think that's awesome star trek's more spe- more sophisticated than that yes. and in star trek and again that that is not a slam on endgame for making that choice i'm i'm not wrong they did it that is good this is better yeah. this is this is like hey you know what we're not even going to mention the fact and at some point you're going to watch an episode and go huh i actually i don't like in my case i don't see myself on this screen and i'm okay with that it's actually way more interesting that i don't just see a bunch of me's on this screen i've seen a lot of me i'm up there a lot and i like stories about me but goodness gracious i've seen a lot of them and boy this is maybe even better because i don't see me up there you know what i mean like it's it's yeah like you get something new to experience and i think this is what i will say like i don't know that there aren't any because i think that um i think that uh captain pike would no i mean now though captain pike sure and captain Um, Lorca, but i'm saying now but but regardless what i think that you see even when you have them what i think that discovery has absolutely done well is a um have a much more representative looking cast um in general across the board uh from the get-go and that it's not even a thing like it's not talked about um and that there are the something that they don't think they've always done as well um since the original series frankly is the incorporation of other people on the bridge crew that maybe like do we know much about anybody who would sit in data's spot if it wasn't data no no i see what you're saying i think so that, on, yeah, we, I have, we have so we have a whole well bunch of ensign rows right they're not part of the yeah. the opening credits but you know who and ds9 did that really well i think ds9 was had more ds9 had more recurring characters it's funny if you see the also starring in the final like three episodes of ds9 it's just it's like, like so forever long. yeah and 11% like do, of them is, are played by Jeffrey job, Yes, but they do a good job on this show of like <laughs> of giving you and showing you, even if they don't have a lot of lines all the time, because they don't, but like when some shit is about to go down, we don't just get like a, like a close-up of Michael, a close-up of Tilly, a close-up of Saru, and that's it. Well, we follow most. We get a close-up of everybody on that bridge and what they're so thinking let's, and feeling. Everybody gets so a moment, and that about makes 10 it minutes feel left. like they're there all the time, as opposed to not being as opposed yeah. to being filler which i think is really important we have about 10 minutes left and we we do want to get to the end of the show but i do want to say one thing and i i feeling you might agree with me on this one i love tilly i the friend i have in common with her i have sent a message through that friend to her saying oh my gosh you're the beating heart of this show you're amazing she is incredible i love everything that mary wiseman does i am tired uh, i i i am not tired i am well past my joke of going Oh, why does she get to be famous from my high school and I don't? I'm past that. She's just <laughs> she's just astounding. She's just really, really, really good. Yeah. However, I it never sat right with me, the her becoming first officer thing. Somewhere uh, well, out there, somewhere out yeah. there, Ensign Kim is going, what the fuck? 
<laughs> you know, somewhere right? out there. Poor, yeah, poor I, and like, when that happened, I thought of you. I thought of you, and I thought, and I thought of that specifically when that moment went down. What I loved about that conversation, though, when he's offering her to be, let's be clear, acting first officer. Um, she is not actually ranked up. Uh, is that she's like, um, okay, but is it because I'm right or because I'm lying? And I loved that conversation. I love and- everything about how they handled that bad idea. They did everything. They polished that turd of an idea to the point where everything surrounding it was gorgeous and wonderful, handled well, acted well. The dialogue was great. The, the moment when everybody was in there, the, the everyone saying yes to her and the engineer, all, all oh. wonderful. But, yeah. but somewhere out there, there's a lieutenant commander going, what? Are one would kidding? assume that one moves up in rank because of merit. One would assume that the people who are lieutenant commanders and commanders went from being ensign to lieutenant to lieutenant commander to commander because they proved themselves over and over again. You had that episode of Next Gen where Picard didn't get his heart replaced. He ends up just being a lieutenant, even though he's the age of a captain, because he did not merit moving forward, which then would make you go, okay, the people who move forward are the people who merit moving forward. So that would mean that the people who are lieutenant commanders and commanders on that ship are there because they have merited that position. And And it's not just Michael. Michael's not the only, you know, know, higher than instant rank on that ship. It is a ship full of people. And I just, you know, first officer is not an internship. (laughs) You know, it's... And but I, you do, but I think the reason I was able to get around it is a number is is I I will admit in no small part just because I love Tilly and that yeah, it's because are, you want to see what she does on the bridge and it's great. Do, but I think, but I think also the one of the ways I was able to explain it away uh, is yes, those people did in fact um, earn their their rank. That having been said, Tilly definitely has been one of she has adjusted to this whole leaping thing better than if not all than most and That's, she is yeah, i i, and, and I so i do believe I, that I think I allowed that to be enough for me. It was, was handled like, you know well what? enough That's that okay. I let my I let myself hate it for the first episode. I allowed the hate to flow through me. I was like, this is awful. This is a terrible idea. And I will give myself this one episode to have a problem with it. And then I'll let it go and I'll accept it from this point forward. And that's sort of what I had to do is go, I think this is a terrible idea, but I'll accept that, pass through and say, now I'm just going to enjoy watching Mary Wiseman at the bridge because that's fun to see. And that's- Especially all. Her interaction that's, with Osira. Oh yeah, I loved sometimes it and sometimes so that's what you need to do on a show. Sometimes that's what you need to I mean, I can tell you as a writer, and I'm not a great writer, but I'm a writer. And sometimes You are a great writer, don't you? Sometimes that. when you're writing, sometimes what you do is you go, Hey, I'm gonna say this crappy thing so I can just move people where they need to go. Ninjas versus monsters is the greatest example. I had a main character die in Ninjas versus Vampires, and then Ninjas versus Monsters, they're back with no ex- explanation at all, and they say this. They honestly say this. They say, they say, and maybe nobody knows why I came back, but I have to believe it's for a reason. And I never talk about it again. Yep. And, and that's enough. Like, hey, you know Here's what? the thing. This is crappy writing, but I want this character in this position. I want to see this character do more stuff. So sorry. 
Here's and here's the thing, I, and I think particularly this is true with Dilly. I think that particularly when you when you're doing a show, you are monitoring, especially now, people's reactions, characters, circumstances, plot points, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so it is not lost on them that she has become popular. And the reality is, like I have said on so many occasions, I don't know how many Star Trek episodes, things that aren't Star Trek. Um, trying to think of like like when we were talking the last time, and you were talking about Firefly, I was like, I don't care how, just bring Wash back. I don't care how you do it. I want it badly enough that if you give me something that I can even remotely go, yeah, okay, I'll take it. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. that that's what we're seeing here. It is, hey, it is gonna... a response to us liking Tilly and them going cool and, and giving us just enough to be okay with it so that we can have more Tilly. So that we could talk about this all day. This is season. Yeah. I just want to get your basic thought and I want to go back to your thesis statement at the beginning of the season, which was you're enjoying it. You think it's great television, but it's it's just not Star Trek for you. And I just want, you know, you know, 30 seconds ago, is that still the truth or did they get there? Go. Um, I think by the by the end, they they were they were mostly there. I still don't like sure. Um they do look a little foamy. They're just they're you know a lot me. of wool. Just saying. A what lot if I of said wool. like remember our freaks and, and, and funny nutties episode? Which by the way, let me tell you how much I love Gray's hair. Oh um uh so yeah, these really bland uh you new uniforms in the future I thought but other than that I do feel like they've sort of done enough of a bring it back around where I'm feeling better about it um, and some things that occur with Osira I mean I'm not gonna lie I, I feel spotty about it throughout like there are things that I like by and large I would say by and large I enjoyed it there are like a handful of standout moments where I'm like uh, really like the burn was caused by an upset kid really uh, yeah okay alright alright yeah uh, we see what you're doing there with theme we get it. You're driving home the theme, but yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I think right. that, let me put this out there. Yes, there are iffy things. There are iffy things in the original series. You know, there's an Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, there's really? iffy things in every single one of the series that, um, that we love. So that being the se- said, I'm, I'm going to put this out. There's a bold statement, and I've said this online. The acting on this show is the best acting that has ever been on any Star Trek show when it comes to the entire ensemble. We can argue all day whether or not Michael is better than Shatner, is better than Stewart, is better than Cisco. I don't, you know, as much as I love you, Janeway and Archer, you're not really going to compete in that, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But there is, you know, there is a certain something to and pine there's something there is a certain something yeah. to to I, to pine Shatner Stewart you know Cisco Avery Brooks and Michael they all as leads the show they're all incredible but when it comes to just across the board acting the best it's been effects of course best it's been creative cinematography of course best it's been yeah I don't so think there's a lot of weak links when it comes to that and I gotta story tell you by telling. the end, Let me, you, you asked the question I just I have to say this because um obviously spoiler alert, she's Captain Muddiest. And I am like, finally, I'm get like, I'm looking forward to the show with a captain, a female captain I deserve. Yeah, I agree. I agree. In terms I of think that theme wise, that's I what I wanted this, back in Voyager days. I wanted this, that. This has clear Star Trek-y themes. This has, um, you know, the real positivity in the midst of a dark place. This is what I wanted it to be. I said, you know, I want it to be that when they get there, it's dark because the world is dark now, but they're the light. I said, I'm okay with it being dark as long as they're the light. And over and over again, it was like, this is not who we are. We're Starfleet. We're better than this. And everywhere where they go, they inspired the people that they meet to be better than they are. And 
that brings everybody together. And I was like, that, that is, that is, it's like going to a restaurant and ordering a dish and getting exactly the thing that you said that you wanted. I was like, I don't yep. mind if the, if the world is dark that you're in, as long as everywhere they go, the light catches on like a virus. And that's exactly what happened is they yep. kept going places and everywhere they went, the places they left were better for their being there and wanting to be unified. I'm going to say that this is by far the best season of Star Trek there has been since at least the fifth or sixth season of Deep Space Nine, which were just astounding seasons. Maybe the best since the original series and on an objective level, maybe even better than that. I'm going to say that this deserves a place at the table of the best five seasons of Star Trek ever produced in the history of Star Trek. And for a show that really, you liked it because it was really high quality production values, great act interesting and it was you know it was star trek but for a show that started out for really kind of feeling that it was off on the wrong foot a little bit the fact that i can now say this is beating out that this season of star trek is is beating out 20 something other seasons of star trek that have come before as being as good as it is is beyond remarkable and i said when this show started when you and i were complaining about the the, the klingons looked and the tone and everything i said next gen and ds9 their first two seasons were spotty as hell the first seasons weren't very good, and the second seasons were really hit and miss, but the third season, they found out what they were, and they did it right. And I was like, I hope that is true for this show. It absolutely is. If you haven't watched Star Trek Discovery Season 3, I really think you could start at the last two seasons of Season 2, just to kind of get to know the characters a little bit before you're launched into their emotional journeys here. I think that you I think you could watch the pilot. Just get to, if, you really, if you're like, I don't really want to watch Season 2, I really think you should because the Pike stuff is awesome. But if you're like, I really oh, just yes. want sort of a new Star Trek that wasn't that first thing, I say watch the last two episodes of Season 2 so you kind of understand the characters and then just watch this season. This is this is brilliant. It's brilliant it's stuff, good. guys. It's good. It's really it's, good. It's really good. Okay, so next week, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about. I'm going to give you, Alexia, the, on the strongest possible terms, please binge watch the last episodes of The Mandalorian, please. Because that I can do. I can do that. There's stuff, like. there's stuff to talk about. So let's, let's put that out. It's not a hard promise, but it's a, like written in pencil promise, guys. We're going to talk about <laughs> that season finale of Mandalorian. Like I said, spoiler alert for you, Alexia, awesome women doing awesome shit in that episode. It's really cool. Yay. Um, and, and other awesome stuff we can't talk about yet. Um, not a lot of Star Trek coming, guys. We're, We'll talk about Star Trek. There's other stuff to talk about, but uh, not a lot of Star Trek coming for the next year. So we're going to have to deal with it. Hey, we waited like 15 years for there to be new Star Trek. So, I know. So oh, we can we can handle fine. a year without. But and, maybe, you for- and maybe the, the year being so bereft uh, of Star Trek people who are who, people out there. You've been, you're on the fence. You're like, I don't think I want to, you know, g- give, give Discovery another shot. I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I understand if season it. one burned you a little bit. Trust me. I get it. I do. Trust me. Trust me. It's great. All right. My, my name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. Trek off. Stay safe out there, bitches. Trek off, bitches. Just one more reminder before you go to go to Totally Super on wherever you subscribe to podcasts, whatever you're listening to this on, search for Totally Super and hear me and Arthur review every superhero movie ever made. It's an awesome show. I think you'll love it. Okay. Thanks for listening.